Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Carl. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We also have our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What's up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do, and more so, we love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. Let's go. Well, boys, we've been busy, and here we are at the Underground Studio, feeling like we're uh, back at home, sitting amongst you and the, the bottles of whiskey behind us, and uh, we've done some traveling stuff. How are we feeling about it? Uh, it feels good to be back in the Underground Studio, wrapped in a warm blanket, sipping some hot chocolate, feeling all warm inside. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> There's no <laughs> response there. There's it. something right there. cozy about sitting back at this space and not having to be you know, moving shit around to different like locations and... Yeah, that's for right. sure. I yeah. enjoy that you're at the same table with us now. Right? It's, it's a nice feature. It feels good. First and foremost, what are we drinking on today, fellas? Johnny, what you got? I'm drinking on a classic for the underground you know, studio here. An OG cocktail. It's a nice cold, uh, maybe 25 to 30 ice cubes in this glass. Captain and Coke, baby. That looks pretty. That looks, looks delicious and melted down, to be honest with you. It looks a little bit <laughs> <more. laughs> It is. A, you know. You could probably use another. I probably could use Slow another. Slow drinking. Garrett, what you got? Right, we'll cut that. We'll get him a new one. Uh, I got the. Freshy. I started with the Elmer T. Lee, but I didn't pour myself enough, so I got a Sazerac Rye. Call him bullshit. It was about a two knuckle pour, and he just wanted to get another one. I think it was one. two knuckles, but it was definitely more than one. <laughs> I'm on the Knob Creek uh, straight bourbon right now. Ooh, really proof. tasty. It's tasting good. But yeah. let's have a little cheers and a little good podcast for number nineteen. Cheers, Here we boys. go. Cheers, cheers. Garrett, we need to talk about your couple pours that you poured tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about how you got those bottles. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. That was a great response and snappy. <laughs> you, you thought about that, hadn't you? I, I thought about it as soon as I poured it. Like, if he yeah. says anything, I'm just going to come Boom. back without Just like that. Nice. I like it. That Let's talk about some restaurant news, local restaurant news, one of my favorite segments of our podcast. I'm excited about this one, especially because I'm in Geneva. Dude, it's awesome. You want to say it? The new beer seller in Geneva is incredible. Just opened up. Have you been I, yet? I Well, I've seen all the pictures on Instagram. I've not been there. When you go, let me know. I'll go with you. It's Sweet. insane. It looks beautiful, clean. The guys over there are awesome. Congratulations to Dave, Matt, Alex. Big props uh, to Dave. Absolutely. Those guys, are just, they're just absolutely killing it with what they're doing. And I, we wish the best of luck to all you guys. And for sure, we will uh, have you guys on sometime. And uh, whenever whenever you want. I was trying to say something snappy and Let's funny. Do one there. Come up. We should definitely do one there. Oh, for sure. That would be cool. Yeah. Don't you think that they should change uh, a little bit of their name to Beer Seller and then like tiny little words and spirit? Because they do they sell, do sell spirits. spirits, right? Yeah. yeah. But I think their marketing tour, or they're trying to get in their like unique things, right? Only yeah. they're just not like you know throwing stuff up on the shelf, right? Sure. Yeah. They, go ahead. Yeah. They, they, they don't have like Coors Light there. But no, have, no, I'm saying as far as like spirits. spirits. Oh, spirits. Yeah, definitely really interesting stuff there to yeah. for, for bottle purchases. I know that the one in Glen Allen has like random stuff like Weller. So if you're looking for a bottle of Weller, don't go to Benny's, go to the beer seller. Follow them on uh, Instagram and Facebook because they'll, 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 they'll post them. And I saw that they had Sazerac Rye there, dude, for yeah. 30 bucks. That's pretty which is, incredible. 
which is insane because I think that that place could get away with selling it at a little bit higher price. Yeah, yeah. and they don't. I would never pay more than thirty bucks. But, they, but they don't though. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's incredible. So, yeah, it's, it's the integrity of the. Uh, Dude, when you walk booze. into the new place in Geneva, there's a whole wall of coolers of beer. If you've never been to those places, it's pretty cool. You can walk in and actually get a glass of beer and kind of wander around the place and take your time looking at what they got. They got Coors Light on draft over there? No. but well, they Rumplements? No. But well, we, can fix that. we can fix that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> if you have a wife those are all things I want that, to that, enjoys, that likes wine and good beer, that likes wine and good beers, you find yourself in that establishment and they got something going on that people like. Uh, yeah, so, no, our, that's a great plug. I, that place is fantastic for everybody. Geneva's not doing the only thing. St. Charles has got something coming up too, which I'm pretty excited about because that's also close to home. Cool. Pollyanna. Number three. Number three. I think that this is the end of it. I think there's that law in Illinois. You can only have three with a certain mileage. Yeah, we talked about that in yeah. the previous podcast. Right. Did anybody listen to that podcast? I don't. I did. You, I did too. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. The, the new Pollyanna spot, which was originally in Lamont. Um, Lamont's the first one. Yeah. And then they have the one in Roselle. Right. So they have the two and then St. Charles number three. Johnny, have you had any of Pollyanna's? No idea what you guys are talking about. You got to explain this a little Pollyanna's bit. Pollyanna's a brewery. Okay. Started off in Lamont. They're starting to make some serious noise right now because they just got bronze for one of their beers. It's GABF, which okay. we are going to talk about in a little bit what the GABF is and what that means to our industry and how important that is. And Yeef. Yeef. Oh, good one. Good one. Way to insert that. But they just got bronze for that, which is going to put them a little bit more on the map. But they're, they make some really good nifty uh, niche beers. They're, the Fun Size Milk Stout series is phenomenal. Um, they're starting to expand into sours. Uh, they're, they're doing a lot. And Dude, their standard pills is delicious. Yeah. So they, I mean, their they, everyday pills would be something that I think that you would, it's, it's a patio crusher. We'll get, we'll get some of those beers on. Lawnmower and, crusher. And, there you go. And we'll, and we'll talk about it. So and maybe Johnny will pass up the Coors Light and go to one of those pills one let's, day. Let's not. Let's Let's take it one step at a time. Enlighten me. All right. We're really excited to review some great whiskeys this week. Uh, something new to our, the Illinois market from Bardstown Bourbon Company. They have three available in the market. They're all delicious. We're going to talk about them in a little bit and what that means to us and how great they are and uh, the different variety that we're working with. Varietals? Varietals? No. I think varietals is the right word. Okay, cool. Our Yeef going on right now, yearly industry ebb and flow, is definitely cold weather, bourbon weather, bourbon hunt weather, great bourbon coming out. Gee, what do you got? Absolutely. Everything's, everything that is allocated comes out in October, November. That's so weird. It's, I mean, it's, it's, when they, it's when they empty the bottles, oh. and they're, by the time they bottle it, and they're it out. I mean, is it a centuries-old tradition? I mean, they're trying to pull the whiskey at a, at a... I mean, right now it's like 65 or 70 in Kentucky. Okay. So like they're trying to pull it when they're getting max juice out. So... Oh, so there's a science behind it. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's the allocated stuff. And no one's going out for, you know, nice uh, hot pour of bourbon and it's 90 degrees outside. So once once the temperature drops a little bit, it's a little more calming for like a fire or a cigar or whatever. So this is definitely the season for whiskey. So you had mentioned, you know, just like a few minutes ago that if you really want something, this is the season that you should probably go to your Benny's and tell them what you want. Put yourself on a list. Yeah. So you want to go talk to to the spirit specialist or their general manager and be like, hey, this is my first and last name. Let's write this down on a piece of paper. You can look me up on my Benny's card. This is something that I've wanted for you know, all, you know, a long time. This or, is what I'm looking for. Yeah. If there's something available to me, I'd love a phone call. I know how this works. I know that there's only certain amount of bottles, and there's all these people that you know spend a lot of money here. But hopefully, that I'm one of the people that are able to purchase something like this. If you don't ever have that conversation, they don't know who you are. Yeah. One of the things that I do is that 
I'll go to Benny's knowing that I'm not going to buy anything just to go say hi. Just go let them know who I am, chat them up, try to remember something we had about the conversation about the last time and bring that up just so that they were more friends than we are customer employee. Yeah. Putting a face to the name. Totally. Knowing that you go in there. Out right. of regs. And honestly, we're not plugging Binnie's, but Binnie's is one of the only places that gets these products Correct. because they sell the most of their other products. So that's, that's, what, you, that's what you're looking for is oh. the relationship with their spirit specialist. And just try to get your hands on that goodness. Something. Yeah. And it's definitely this time of year that you kind of want to ramp that up. And, well, I mean, if you haven't done it already, you need to be doing it right now right. because it's all, it's all going to come out around Thanksgiving. And if you don't have a Benny's card, there's no reason why you shouldn't. All they do is they're able to track your name and what you've purchased and what stores you're at. So, like, personally, I use the Glen Ellen Benny's even though I live in Geneva, but I spend a lot of time in Wheaton. So I always go to the Glen Ellen Benny's. When I go to the Geneva Benny's, they're not going to sell me anything because they're going to look up my name and where all my purchases are. And they're going to see, they want to see, like, loyalty to one store. Yeah. And that's the store you're going to get Who's your from. tap store? Yeah. So yeah. that's the store that I'm loyal to. They, what they don't want is someone going around to 10 different Benny's trying to buy the same bottle over and over again. Makes sense. Yeah. Especially if it's hard to get. And they, yeah. they only get like a case of it they're trying to spread it out as much as possible which is awesome so so perhaps to them so you yeah, have to do a little work interesting you have to do a little yeah. work it's never going to be on the shelf they're going to let you know where, when it comes out but it's uh, like a treasure hunt it is and it's, i tell you what there's uh, nothing can more we name gratifying. you the first bourbon pirate sure yeah i'm in i mean you're on a treasure hunt right yeah this guy's always on a treasure hunt i mean it really is like that like yeah. you can't think of anything else that's really like that not yeah. legally really, i mean not legally yeah no not, not for two more months what do you a couple, mean a couple more months, months. yeah for weed yeah oh. All right, we have something very, very special that landed in our laps that I couldn't believe actually happened. Didn't land in our laps. You worked at it. I, I, I worked a little bit at it, but we we work, we run good whiskey bars, right? So all the good whiskey wants to come to us. Yeah. Right? So Bardstown Bourbon Company has been around since 2013. Their master distillers are from Maker's Mark Pedigree in 1792 coming together. The rep for Bardstown Bourbon Company comes into the Burger Social says I would like to bring these products for you guys. I was like, I, they're already on my map because I know about them from Instagram. He says they're new to the Illinois market, which is awesome. He goes, I would like you to bring our products in. And if you do this, then I will bring the master distiller, Steve Nally, to the Burger Social. No brainer. No brainer. For meet and greet. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like literally mind blown. If you look at the other believe. places that that guy went to over the weekend he was there. Say what they I mean, are. They're all, they're all in the top. Delilah's. Top seven whiskey bars in Franklin Illinois. Room and, Cl- and the Binnies on Clark Street. He went to four different places. If anyone's and then the not, Burger Social in Wheaton. If anyone's not been to the Binnies on Clark Street, it's huge. Insane. So this guy's been in the industry for like 50 plus years. Yeah. He's in the Bourbon he, Hall he, of Fame. He's in the Bourbon Hall of Fame. And his wife is as well. When we had this opportunity to meet this guy, we had to say, hey, how can we get him on the podcast? And Ed, who is their rep in Chicago, was like, done. He yeah. wants to be on the podcast. So the not-so-local, local traveling podcast, Sipping Social podcast, goes to the Burger Social, sets up. Johnny, once again, amazing, traveling with all this stuff, sets it up. We get to interview with them with the three products that are available in Illinois and have a 25, about 20, 25-minute conversation with them. Yep. And it's ridiculous. I mean, just the fact that we get to sit here with that Hall of Famer. I felt like I was talking to my grandpa, yeah, like he's... sitting around like a campfire with some bourbon. Nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Hugs afterwards, I felt like I, I yeah. was on, I was like over the moon. For you listeners out there, right now we have three of their bottles sitting in front of us. Okay, we're gonna get into them in a little bit, but we're gonna play our snippet with Steve Nally, master distiller from Barstown Bourbon Company. Unbelievable that we got to sit down with this guy. Awesome. Yep. Enjoy. 
Thanks for joining us today, Steve. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited about this. Beautiful. We got three of your wonderful whiskeys sitting in front of us right now. I think we should start off by talking about those whiskeys, and then we can kind of learn a little bit about you, if you don't mind. Tell us a little bit about the, the Fusion series that, uh, that you guys, is. Uh, I'm assuming that's the, the mainline one, right? That is correct. This, uh, the Fusion is the first product that we put on the market that has product that was produced at Barstown Bourbon. Uh, we started out with a very unique process with it. Uh, we took approximately 52 samples, blends, of different percentages uh, and we went not just the distilling team we had the culinary team the beverage team and the distilling team about a 12-member panel that went through the process evaluating similar to the final four bracket if you're familiar with that yeah. uh, you know narrow it down to 26 narrow it down to 10 narrow it down to six and narrow it down to one and we rated it on a scale of one to five one being the very worst five being the very best johnny and wouldn't understand that that he, he, that understand he needs numbers. one to ten okay <laughs> But, uh, you know, we, we averaged all of the ratings out. We didn't have a yes, no, yes, no type of thing. And we came down to the one that was selected. Uh, it ended up to be a very unique product. I think one reason is because 60% of it is a two-and-a-half-year-old product that we made at Barstown Bourbon. We had like 18% of a 20% wheat recipe, 42% of a 36% rye recipe, and then 40% of it was a purchased product that we bought from another unnamed distillery uh, in the recipe. So we did that evaluation, that process, and we narrowed it down to Fusion 1, which is out, which is what we tried a while ago. I think it's cool that you actually, not not only that you're willing to talk about it, but you, you literally print it on your bottle. There's so many other distilleries or, or, or whiskey out there that they would they want you to know nothing about that. They're very secretive. Well, that's that's one thing we're trying to overcome is that consumers want to know what is in the product, how it's made. So to clarify that, you know, you can go to different bars, different places, and, and you'll get different stories about how it's made. Yeah. So we put it on the side of the label. You know, that's part of our transparency that we want to know want you to know exactly what's there. So we put the recipe, the age, the mash bill, the source it came from, everything that we could legally put on. Yeah. It says Kentucky bourbon because we cannot legally disclose the distillery itself. Mm. Right. But we disclosed everything about it that's possible to disclose. That's true with our whole facility. You know, if you come to the distillery and you go through the facility, you can take pictures, ask questions. We have over 40 recipes that we produce. All of them are posted in the distillery for you to see. I think it's awesome, and it makes my job easier bartending that I don't have to rem- to memorize all the different percentages that are in there. I can just cheat and tell the customer. I think it also, when you're drinking the product, it makes you a little bit more appreciative when you know all the different recipes that go well, into yeah. it. And you see, like, obviously it's all handcrafted, and, you know, it just makes it that much better of an enjoyable experience. I know I'm enjoying this uh, Fusion Number 1 over here right now. (laughs) Then it helps you, like, if you're able to know everything about what's in every product, then you can find the next great bottle without having to, like, you know, guess and check. That's true. Well, as you know now, the consumer is very inquisitive about what they're drinking, how it was made, where it came from, every part about it. And with, with social media, it's hard for us to BS people about yeah what what happens because you're going to know and you're going to tell me what's actually done yeah right and that's the the younger generations are known for seeing through bs because of social media so when you're transparent like that there's no bs which is awesome and that's right. that's one of the markets you got to reach you know especially through social media exactly you got 
got something, Johnny? Yeah, I mean, I just just talk about the bottles for a second. They're beautiful looking bottles. They got some nice uh, etchings on the side of them. Okay, we like this this look of it because it's more in the transparent side of, of bottles. I mean, you see frosted bottles, you see bottles with labels that are so big they actually cover the whole thing. Well, we want you to see the product. We are in the process of changing the label a little bit because when you put it up on the back bar, sometimes it disappears. Yeah. And you know we are working on that. The etching on the backside is products that are ours are going to have either the corn stalk or there's a huge tree at the distillery that will be accented on the back side of it. Our partners that we do collaborations with, we're going to have their logo on the back of the bottle. So that's going to kind of distinguish one product from another. And colors will come into play. You know, we're going to kind of lean towards the, the green, which is kind of typically rye, kind of accent any insinuation that this is what it is. So you guys uh, collaborated with Copper and Kings. You got the collaboration right there. That's finished in an apple brandy cask for how long do you guys finish it? We kind of go a little different route than a lot of your finishes are six to eight months old, you know, in the barrel. So I don't feel like the flavors really marry together or blend together to get the full benefit out of them. So we actually went 18 and a half months on this finish. Oh, wow. And we went back at, you know, after a year, we would go back and take a sample, evaluate it. 14, 16 months, we do the same thing, and we let it go. We found that most of our finishes are 18 to 20 month period to really get the full benefit of, of the barrel and the product that was in it to mix with or marry with the whiskey. Nice. You guys have the ability to wait that long. We were talking about this earlier, right before we jumped on. I asked too many questions. I heard you. Yeah, right. I didn't want to tell you to say oh. <laughs> That's our big line. Save it for the podcast. That's our, that's our favorite line. Save it for the podcast. You guys have been killing it since day one. You guys have been making money since day one. So you've been able to hold on to product until you think it's absolutely ready. That's been a unique part of our process, part of our business. When we first started building the facility, we were the mindset was that we would produce product for ourselves during the building process. We've been talking about that for weeks or months. We haven't we haven't done any of that yet. <laughs> <laughs> you better start. I know, right? Uh, you know, that we actually got requests from other producers, other labels that, you know, where can we find product at? You know, the excess from Heaven Hill, Bart, Jim Beam, whoever has dried up, they need all their product. So they could not get it from them. So during that process, also what they got from them was what they produced in excess. They had no control over what it was. In our business plan, we sat down with the customer, with the label that we're producing for, and go over every part of the production. You know, we custom build the recipe to their needs. So that part of it is of great benefit to them because they can actually say, this is my recipe, this is my product. Right. And they can Without also... Without having to do any work. Right. Yeah. And, well, I'm getting to that part. Yeah. <laughs> they actually can come in and work alongside of my operators well, yeah. to produce the product. Cut they, your labor cost. You know, one of our customers actually brought video crew in, and they videoed the process so that they could use that in their marketing and sales. You know, when we opened in 2016, we had actually sold 90% of our production capacity to other clients, which, as you said earlier, pays the bills. Yeah. You know, that keeps us going so we do have cash flow you know we don't have to put product on the market about 10 months later we doubled we went to 3 million proof gallons 2018 in June we went to 6.8 million proof gallons and that was all because of client need, client demand. That is an incredible amount of alcohol by the way. If anyone <laughs> didn't listen to the previous podcast with few this is on a completely different scale. 
than what they were doing. Yes. Completely different. Well, to put us up volume-wise, we are about the ninth largest producer in the country. And, and you guys yeah. have been around for how long? Uh, well, Seven we're, get, years? we're getting old now. We've been around. We've been producing for three years. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, now, I know you're in the, the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame, but I heard that there's a better half of you that is also in the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame, and unfortunately she's not here to join us, but Ed was telling me about your wife and the integral part that she's had in growing the whiskey and bourbon world in Kentucky. Can you kind of tell us about a little bit about what she's known for and what she's done and how you guys kind of operate together? We uh, actually kind of got this in process in, at Maker's Mark, and we kind of had a saying down there that, I made it. She told about it. So to elaborate, <laughs> to elaborate on that a little bit, she actually started and brought the visitor experience at Maker's Mark to to full flow, and um, she has been very instrumental about uh, her and a couple of other ladies actually formed the Bourbon Trail. They started the tourism programs that yeah. are now pretty much widely spread throughout all all of the industry so she's been very instrumental about that and she was inducted into the hall of fame also so we are the only living couple that are both in the bourbon hall of fame the other couple is tw and marge samuels which have both deceased yeah well we, we appreciate all that you guys have done for us let's have a little cheers because we haven't cheers Wait, i got one on whiskey we're, oh. not, we're not ending it Good. we're just having we a little cheers, like, on cheers. Some whiskey. Got like four hours well, of questions well, i know you do we, <laughs> we all need a drink in the middle of it mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. forgot which one we're drinking but this is damn good that's the fusion this is the fusion yeah, okay we're all, we're all drinking the same one what are yeah. you drinking i'm drinking the collaboration so Perfect. I cheated. We haven't gotten to the... I went off scale. <laughs> there's no rules. Yeah, there's no rules. Well, let me drink this and I'll get the fusion. <laughs> we haven't talked about the other product. We talked about the Copper and Kings and the fusion. And uh, we're sitting here with the Discovery as well. Can you elaborate a little bit on that product? Yeah, the Discovery is, is a totally different venture. I mean, it, it kind of alludes to the ability to blend. I mean, you can put three or four products together. It does not mean that it's good. Right. So we went through pretty much the same process we did at the fusion, but all of these products there's four of them that are purchased it has a 13 year old they're all kentucky bourbons a 13 year old an 11 year old a 10 year old and a five year old different percentages the basis of the entire blend is the 10 and 11 year old the five i feel like gives it that younger mouthful of spicy peppery flavor profile that rye does the older gives it that caramel vanilla woody you know flavors that an older product have so by rounding it out to that and i keep asking you know every time i sample with somebody i ask what proof do you think this is and everybody consistently guessed about 10 to 15 percent proof under what it is wow you know, that's 100 true I mean, absolutely it, it's got a really unique finish to it it's a fairly short finish but when you swallow it does not give you that burn that you get down it gives you what the warm feeling which i call the kentucky hug <laughs> <laughs> did you come up with that or no no I, <laughs> it's been I around should, i'm, I'm gonna have to let you know that freddie knows one that came up absolutely with that. he did yeah yeah, yeah. yeah is, it, is that beam yeah that's jim beam okay yeah yeah is he a buddy of yours he's a real good friend of mine Freddie. you, you guys aren't friends and something's wrong yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's one unique thing about the bourbon industry. You know, I'm, I'm friends with every master distiller that's out there, and we're a very tight-knit group. If you look back in history, bourbon actually evolved from two or three primary family names. Beam is probably one of the, the primary ones. Uh, Willits, Sapiros, Samuels, you know, they're some of the historical 
I call them pioneers of the industry. You know, they're the ones that developed, moved it into where it's at now. They're the drunks with the business plan. That's right. <laughs> Everyone else and, is just no business plan. <laughs> if it didn't work, they didn't care. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, totally right. <laughs> so going back to you, so you spent a lot of time in Kentucky. If people don't know that you're with Maker's Mark, he was with Maker's Mark. He's why Maker's Mark is Maker's Mark. What is it like leaving there and going to Wyoming? which is clear across the country. All your buddies are still in Kentucky. And how good does it feel to be back? Well, Maker's Mark was a great learning experience for me. You know, they had one product, one process, and it was strictly this way down the line, yeah. which was a great learning experience. When I went to Wyoming, well, I was down at Maker's Mark 32 years. I went through every job down there. At some point, I operated every piece of equipment, did every from night watchman to janitor to warehouse supervisor, bottling, whatever. <laughs> Can you imagine seeing Steve like swirling keys on his finger with a flashlight <laughs> night watching the building? I, I kind of can. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Hey, totally. Uh, I can see yeah. you like someone co- coming up to the building instead of you like saying get out. You're like, hey, come on, let's sit down. Let's have a let's have a conversation. Right. Yeah. Right. But then when I went to Wyoming, you know, I had grown up, thought I knew, you know, what was going on in in the industry, but, you know, I thought, well, I'm going 1,500 miles away. Nobody will know what, what I'm doing. Well, wrong. Wrong. They, they knew exactly what I was doing, but it gave me the freedom to kind of experience and, and to put into practice what I'd learned. There, I did get to experiment a little bit. I did some rye product, uh, mostly wheat, but some rye. I was out there six and a half years. I came back to Bardstown. Well, the horizon just opened up here because I'm free here to do pretty much anything I want. And you know, we've tried, of course, 41 recipes is what we're running now. Uh, we can do collaborations, finishes in different barrels, different products. It's just almost anything we want to do. We actually have done a couple of recipes that the president of the company didn't know anything about until they were finished so you know i didn't get fired so i'm okay nice yeah, perfect but, yeah but you know it's it's just been a totally different experience with all three companies and it's been great this has been an industry that's been great to me you know i've never looked back and said i'm sorry i did that yeah it's just been fascinating if i retire when i retire i don't know as long as it's i feel good and it's exciting i'll stay with it Cool. I don't know how you leave. Everyone wants to get in. I don't know how you leave. It, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, right? So we've talked to a couple <clears throat> head distillers, mass distillers before. And the most recent one we talked to, I felt was like about to jump into the into the fermenting tank and clean it out. How often are you doing that right now? You, uh, got, you got guys for that. I don't get in yeah, for the first, but... <laughs> Because of, of uh, OSHA regulations and all, we're not allowed to get in, you know, for safety reasons. If you do, you have to have a confined space permit, you know, tile, you know, retrieval, all of the above. But to go back several years back, you know, when I first started Maker's Mark, we threw a ladder in, jumped in, cleaned it out, and jumped back out. So, you know, the, the rules and regulations, which it, it's all good safety practices, but... Especially we don't yeah. have to jump in them anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever so. that needs to be. <laughs> Does, uh, you think Crystal Lake follows the OSHA rules? They, because they didn't with you, that's we, for sure. We brewed some beer with Crystal Lake, and they're like, hey, who wants to jump in the tank? I'm like, I will. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> they made him take off his shirt, and they sprayed him with Spam, and then they jumped in. What was that, just so he'd be easier to pull out? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it's a it's a CO2 issue is is the yeah. is the whole issue behind it. But these uh, things were a little bit smaller than I think the ones you're working on right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, they weren't too much. You know, they were his might have been, but the ones at Makers were ten thousand gallons. The ones I have now are twelve thousand. So yeah, I think we were on not that. 
maybe 2000? 1600. 1600. Okay. Yeah, I think it was 1600. Yeah. It was a, yeah. So you could jump up on the side and pull yourself out of that one. <laughs> yeah. <it was. laughs> no issues. But, you know, it, it's just something that's evolved. And like I said, a lot of it's good practices. Some of it sometimes you think is why, but, you know, it, it's meant for a good, just to keep employees safe. Yeah, for sure. What would you say that has changed the most? In, in the bourbon and whiskey industry like throughout the years you know we talk about a lot of collaborations these days was that something that existed you know maybe 20 years ago i don't think it did i think blends probably existed yeah. some but finishing wasn't probably the first ones that really did any notable was uh angel's envy you know lincoln henderson he started finishing in the port barrels and that was probably the first notable one that that really did that and you know now there's just Anything you think of, pretty much, has been bourbon finished in it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it seems like it, it was very traditional ten years ago, maybe fifteen years ago, and now it seems like the trends are all being kind of bucked by uh, you guys as a newer bourbon company. The couple other ones out there that are just doing, you know, anything and everything just to see if it's good, which is kind. Of, it's great for the consumer because it just expands our horizons and uh, gives us a lot more opportunities to drink something that we wouldn't normally get to drink. So I don't think a whole lot of that's been brought forth uh, by the micro industry, which is coming in and you know. Part of their reasoning for doing that is to get the product on the market quicker. You know, the older distillers, they had product in the warehouses so they could wait, no problem. A new guy coming in, you know, he's been operating for two or three years and cash is getting short. He needs to get product on the market. Mm -hmm. So accelerate aging, finishes in different barrels, you know, something to get that glimpse that I can get on the market quicker than normally would be possible. It seems like every other week, there's a new rack house or rick house getting uh, burnt to the ground in Kentucky. Are you friends with any of the fire marshals down there? And uh, and who's uh, who's watching over those who's guys? Who's in charge of saying yes, this building is <laughs> acceptable to work in? Well, we are really the, the company themselves are responsible for it, but the rick houses that have fallen or burned or whatever are 70, 80 year old houses. Sure. You know, they're they're houses that probably should have been either worked on or condemned. And they uh, keep using, you think? Well, just just a thought. Yeah. Uh, you know, they keep using them as long as they can because we're fighting for storage space right now. Yeah. Uh, Music is one of the primary warehouse builders. They're building them as fast as they can. They're probably building ten to twelve houses a year. For so a instead plant. of creating whiskey, we should just go build rick houses. We could we could start a company doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And right. we just like take out, like as part of the deal, we take like half a percent of whatever alcohol you make. Just a drink or to sell? Does both? it matter? Yeah. <laughs> both. Yeah, just, both. Just don't drink while you're building the house. Yeah, That's sure. right. Otherwise, it'll get burnt down or fall down. Steve, yeah. I think you could get off of the day-to-day grind, and you could just, just be a contract worker now. You want mm-hmm. you want in on this? No. No, you're good. I'll, All right. I'll stick to it. I'll, right, I'll sure. make product. You build the house, store it in. Right, perfect. And then so we'll how drink many, it. How many Rick houses do you guys have right now? We have five. Uh, we're working on number six. Uh, we have... Four or number tw- eight is going to be the number. That's going to be the best one. That's Rick House Six, H. Seven, eight. H. Yeah, eight. Rick House H is always the one that gets knocked down. Uh, or gets that's going to be next to our last house. We well on that property. We have a hundred acres, but eight number eight number nine will fill it up. Oh wow! I can't wait to try the Rick House H juice. That's when that's going to be the honey barrels. That's the honey barrels for sure. <laughs> it seems like the Rick House H has like either like the best whiskey that comes out of from whatever distillery, or that's the one that gets knocked down from natural disaster. Well, that's kind of the opposite attraction, isn't it? I mean, you know, either you have a great product or you don't have nothing. Well, <laughs> either way, I can't find it, so. 
This has been an absolute wonderful experience. Thank you so much for joining us. The product is delicious. For all of our listeners out there, Bardstown Bourbon Company, check it out. They're available at Binnie's. Uh, come to the Burger Social or Maze and Mash. We're going to have all of their products available. As they roll out new products, we will definitely be bringing them in. And this is going to be part one of a series that we do with uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company. Keep an ear out for next year sometime when we actually go down to the distillery and uh, get to join Steve down there for a little bit more interaction and to check out the the behind the scenes action down there which I'm uh, super excited about. Johnny's our, our question master, master. John, did you have any more questions before we wrap this up? I don't think I do. I just if there's is there any like kind of funny story around the industry that you've been a part of where, you know, something happened and yeah, but I'm not telling you about it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> It'll all get cut, I promise. You seem like a humorous kind of guy, so I yeah. thought maybe I'd try to get something out of you. Yeah, no, no luck. <laughs> no, no, no dice. Gary, you got anything else? No, this has been an absolute pleasure. I couldn't be any more excited. Yeah, well, uh, cheers yeah. to you, Steve. We really appreciate you making all the good stuff that you do and taking time out of your day. We know you're busy, but uh, have a safe trip back to Kentucky, and we'll see you down there sometime. Thank you very much. Cheers. And one thing I want to say is that anybody that's in the Barstown, Kentucky area, stop in. We're a new venue, a modern distillery that is pretty much functions on transparency. You know, anything we do is is out there for you to see, take pictures, ask questions, whatever. We're excited to have you down there. So here's beautiful. To, cheers, 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 cheers. Love it. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed that segment. Uh, we had a great time with them. When we put that video out. Look for minute number 23, Garrett's best friend. No, no. Yeah, Garrett's best Best friend friend. makes an appearance, just so you guys know, all right? So we're going to put that video on YouTube, and the first person that responds to Garrett's best friend showing up in episode 23, or minute 23 of that, I'm going to have a special gift for you. All right, whiskey (laughs) related. What, do you got to, like, say who it was? Just just to comment on it. The the first person that goes to our YouTube channel that comments on... Minute 23, Garrett in the Penn State handshake. Definitely a Penn State handshake. But the, the incredible part is that it happened so fast. I didn't know what to do. And I just like, I just, I just went with it. And so then, thank God it happened so quickly. Can you imagine if he like stuck around? I know. And, and it's unfair for our listeners because you, you, you haven't seen it. You know what we're talking about. So I apologize that we jumped into it. But please watch the video when we put it out. But let's get into the Bardstown Bourbon Company booze. Which is ridiculous. We have three of them sitting in front of us. Fusion Series number one, Kentucky Straight Bourbon, which retails at $59.99. We're going to try all of them. Second one is Discovery Series number one, Straight Bourbon. It retails at $129.99. Eef. Jeez. And uh, then they have a Copper and Kings collaboration, which is finished in apple brandy barrels at $129.99 as well. If you don't know about Copper and Kings, they're the brandy makers in America that people want to work with. Everybody works with them. Their stuff is creme de la creme. We talked a little bit about Few. They do collaboration with Few. Right. And it's fantastic. Is that the the Four Kings one? Or is that a different one? They were were sending up barrels and Few was aging their stuff in their barrels. Oh, that's right. And then they were sending their barrels to Copper and Kings to age in... Uh, bourbon and rye barrels. Awesome. Copper and Kings, they do some really gnarly brandy that's... Tasty. Yeah. I mean, there's very, very few times where I'm going to say, I want a brandy old-fashioned. And if it's with Copper and Kings, I'm going to say yes. Nice. Johnny, I felt like you wanted to say something. No, I think we should definitely try... Uh, what, do we want to start with the fusion first? The lower Absolutely. End? Yeah, Absolutely. So, we should do that. Lower, so this is their mainstream. Cheers, boys. Yeah. To Steve Nally, the gentleman. He signed every bottle we had. Dude, that guy was like a, a signing machine. If anyone had ever seen um, uh, Caledega Nights where he's just signing and signing and signing, all of a sudden he signs like a baby's face. This is exactly what he was doing. He was just signing bottles left and right. 
<laughs> um, that's a really smooth bourbon right there. It's good. It's really tasty. I'm expecting a lot more out of this. I'm going to give this a 7.8, and I'm buying it. Okay. And I'm not sharing it. I think they did a wonderful job on this whiskey. I'm going to definitely buy this bottle, and I'm definitely going higher than you, Garrett. I'm going to go an 8.3. I really enjoy this bourbon. I think the pepper comes through really nicely on the, on the rye. Oh, yeah. And this is definitely a cocktail whiskey for me. I want this Black Manhattan, not too bitter of an Amaro, one cherry, unbelievable. I guarantee it's going to be fantastic. The rye is going to hold up on it. Yeah, so anyone's looking for a sweet bourbon, this is not it. This is, this not is a it. spicy bourbon. Yeah. And I think it totally fits that niche. Totally yeah. can't agree anymore. Let's this move is on. Great. To, yeah, totally agree. Let's move on to Discovery Series number one. Perfect. This is also a straight bourbon. So this is, uh, yeah, so $129 at Benny's. This is a um, 5% is 13 years. 75% of it is a, a, a almost 12 years. 10% is 10. Another 10% is 5. And all four of those are at least 74% corn, 13% rye, and 12% marley. Now, the math doesn't add up on all of those, but they're all pretty similar. The bulk of it is about 12 years old. This is the one that you will find at Maze every day. I'm not sure I'm bringing in the next one, but definitely the Discovery Series. This is one I think I fell in love with. Absolutely. Let's give it a shot. Nice little nose. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Mm. It's got some heat. It's very flavorful. Yeah, so this is 121 proof. Very, very flavorful. Really? And, and what? And heat. <laughs> Yeah, definitely a lot of heat. If you're not, but good heat though. If you're not it, into but high it's a, proof, it's a, it's a light no, heat though. Yeah, it's, we should it, talk about that. The proof on these. I'm this, sorry, I didn't put is, that on the dot. This is more of like a a mouth heat. I feel like, and not like a throat heat. Totally agree. So this this is going to sting your lips, and it's going to sting the front of your tongue. It's not going to sting your throat. Yes. But this is sixty point six zero five percent alcohol by volume. I don't feel like there's a lot of heat in that for that amount. It definitely tastes lighter. It's smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, it's it's a it's a nice caramely like velvety finish. Yeah, the back end is much is much smoother than anything that Mo- high. Most that high. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I got some vanilla caramel. I got um, this is sounds something stupid, but we talked about it before. But I got a little bit of creme brulee in the middle, like the burnt creme brulee. Like they maybe toasted a little bit too much. Some dessert. Yeah, some burnt. Some burnt. like like cake batter. Burnt? No? Burnt. Well, I mean, mostly creme brulee. What's that cake yeah. that they light on fire? The Hawaiian or something like that? Oh, yeah. They throw the rum on there? Yeah. yeah. That's tasty. Johnny, you ever Can't had one of those? No. This is definitely sweet. <laughs> this is definitely sweeter. <laughs> definitely sweeter than the last one. That's really good. Yeah. So if you're looking it's for smooth. a sweeter one out of these three, the Discovery Clearly, $129.99 is not cheap. Mm. So you, you got to kind of... You got a budget for this one. You got a budget for this one, but also it's got a cork on it. Yeah, you don't got to drink it all in one day. I'm just talking about how the other one didn't have a cork. Is it just me, or is like the bottle shape just look like you're getting a lot more compared to like these are 750s? Well, what, there's might a, a lot bit, of those are you, 750s. What do you I think, usually I think get? the optical illusion you're looking at is that there's really no neck to it, so yeah. it's it's just it's all no bottle. Neck. Yeah, you feel no like you're getting like bourbon. a good good all stash blues. there. Yeah, it seems like a, it, I do agree with that it looks like there's a lot more than there really is 750, but the neck is almost non-existent. Like if you look at almost any other bottle of whiskey. I'm I'm looking at you, Willet, and uh, and Sazerac Rye. <laughs> the neck on Willet is incredible. Um, but like almost every other bottle of whiskey, you can grab your whole hand around the neck. Yeah. This one you can't. Yeah, just some knuckles. There, there's some sort of sexual <laughs> don't something. Even, don't there, even but say I'm not it. Go there. Perfect. Let's uh, let's rate this one. Discovery number one. All right. So I still think at 130 bucks a bottle, this is still worth it. Yeah. Really, it's really yes. tasty. I agree. I mean, no, I'm I'm not arguing against you. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm impressed that John is Johnny saying it. Yeah. No, 
Yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely buy a bottle of this as well. What's interesting though is I don't know if I'm Steve Nally. If you got a boner for wide eyed, yeah. yeah, you know, in love with the whole story. This is our Discovery series. <laughs> Number one. I'll give you a thousand dollars. And it tastes real good because a blend of. Twelve and thirteen. I'll give you two thousand dollars. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like it, it, it tastes great. And I don't think if you're really into whiskey and you want something like great on your shelf, I think that's worth it's special. The money. That's special. It's also special. One hundred thirty bucks is not not that bad. That's cool. There are. So what are you gonna rate it? And you buying it? What's your rating? Buying it and what are you rating it? Seven point seven five. This one I'm gonna rate just a tiny bit less than the fusion. I'm not big on like the the high proof. So I'm going to rate this probably a 7.75, but I'm still going to buy a bottle because I think it's great. Nice. It's the perfect amount of burn for me, a little bit long lasting, but I don't feel like it's going to stay with me all night. I'm giving this an eight and a half, and I think it's worth the bottle price that you're going to pay for it. I'm going to buy one for my house and nobody can drink it but me. Perfect. Yeah. So my my, my fiance and my dog, if he wants to get into it. If I come over, I can't get a pour. You can have the Blanton's. That's not a bad deal. That'll work. Uh-huh. So, have, yeah, at 130 bucks, this at this proof and the, the mouthfeel and it's in the flavor. I think that um, a lot of the other products that will compete with that are either either around the same price or ridiculously hard to find. So I'm gonna go 8.5 on this one. I think it's nice. really, I think it's really, really, That's really tasty. good. And if I'm gonna spend 130 dollars on a bottle. And I can only get it once a year. We're talking. I'm talking to UB Tech. Uh, yeah, that's almost the exact same thing. But I can get this every day. Available. So um, that's why I give it a little bit of higher rating because I think Love it's, it. it's in it's an incredible bourbon at uh, an everyday availability. Now the difference is once this is gone, it's gone until next year. But they're going to be every year. They're going to be making more and more of it. So um, let's let's touch base on that real quick about their production and how many different recipes they have. And if you guys listen to the interview, which I'm assuming you did, if you got to this point, they have 41 different recipes, and they're the ninth largest distillery in the U.S. Yeah. So massive, massive production, right, G? Absolutely. They're making a lot of stuff for a lot of other places, too, so they're sourcing a lot of their juice, but the amount of whiskey that they're making is incredible, and, and what they're putting out with their different blends is also just, just as good. Cool. So these Discovery Infusion series, obviously when this Discovery series number one is gone, it's gone. With the Discovery series number two, and I can't imagine it's going to be any worse. It'll get better as, time, as we go, right? It has to. All right, up next, number three, last but not least, for the three available Bardstown Bourbon Company whiskeys in the area is their collaboration with Copper and Kings. It's finished in apple brandy barrels. I love apples. I love fall. I feel like this is like quintessential to like what the time period is right now. So we got, like we said, Copper and Kings earlier, brandy makers in the U.S. that do great, great work. We're going to try this. And this bottle is also $129.99 MSRP. Also, I'm sorry, It's also retail. 120 proof. It's also 120 proof, but you cannot find it. No, it's gone. It was sold out Coming imme- immediately. So the only place you can get it, the Burger Social. Look at the back of this. This is one of my favorite parts about this company is their collaborations. This is the Copper and King symbol right here. Okay. And obviously, the, what's the word for that? Ansign? Ampersand? Yeah. Ampersand. Okay. So that's that's the symbol that they put on the back of their bottle because that's the collaboration that they did it with. And then Copper and Kings, that's their main logo. So they have put massive thought into their bottles. They work with the best, which is Copper and Kings. This is, like Garrett said, well, first of all, this is only 
bottle 197 out of whatever they they pulled it out of and this is also 120.4 proof which is high as can be give it a little yeah, sample they're not watering it down at all this is pure filtered and and scent cheers cheers it smells crisp it smells like october you like this i love it i can see in your face i love it that's fantastic i, I don't even drink brandy but anything apple it's got that crisp like freshness to it I remember drinking this the day of and thinking, my life is great. <laughs> the day we interviewed Steve Nally, I'm sitting there drinking this and talking to him. I'm like, I got everything in the world. A++ over here. I think this has a, a harsher burn on the back end than the other two. And I don't think that's a knock or anything. But uh, definitely you taste the brandy on it, which is incredible to find sweetness at 120 proof. Yeah, I'm going to give this... I'm not a huge brandy person, and I'm not uh, a huge apple person either, but I appreciate it. So I'm going to give it a 7-4, and, um, and I'm leaving it on the shelf. Objective. I love it. Johnny, what you got? It definitely has a, a darker color than the other ones. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a coppery. Definitely see that. You know, darker color as, to it. As it should. Right? I'm not going to judge it until I have the second sip, so give me one second. Oh, learning, Johnny. Yeah, unbelievable. Johnny Smart. So You didn't here. smell the outside of his elbow. I didn't see that. Where's the proof? It definitely has a unique taste to it. I'll give you that, man. It's it's like a crisp, yeah, clean finish. But if you're in the store and you're going to buy one or the other, they're both about the same, 130, 130. Right. You're going Discovery? I'm going Discovery. It's also tough to, to rate 100 proof, 120, and then another 120 proof back to back. Sure. And how many shots of rumplements? Enough. <laughs> so... That's a great lawyer answer. <laughs> I learned everything learning? I know from Paul. You're learning? <laughs> so I don't think that if anyone's listening to this and they hear like a less than what we had before, that doesn't right. mean you shouldn't look for it or should right. try it. Everybody's palate's different. Everyone's palate's different. And then I think if this was the first pour of the day, I think we would have maybe a slightly different right. review on it. Sure. But not that much more. Okay. I would pick this over to Discovery because that's a brag. You provide better whiskey than the Discovery at $130 a bottle. This is unique. There's not a lot out there like this. That's why I would buy it and keep it in my house and I'd love to have anybody over that wants to share it with me. So I'm giving it an 8.9. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Really like it. I think we can all just say that Barstown's killing it. Great bourbon. Great whiskey. They're putting out some really, really cool stuff. Yeah. Thanks to... Can I take a couple yeah. people real quick? please. Thanks to Ed... He's the Chicago rep for Bardstown Bourbon Company. Thanks to Steve Nally for coming out. There's a couple other integral Bardstown Bourbon Company guys that were there that, that really just pumped it up, brought some cool people into the area and brought some people around uh, to have some good, fun time around bourbon and allowed us to, to talk to him. Nice guys. They were all fantastic. Fantastic. Loved it. First of all, we'd like to thank all of our listeners, families, and friends that support us throughout this. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and check out exclusive content at our website, SippingSocialPodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook. If you like this podcast, tell your friends about us. A huge thank you to our producer, John, in the Underground Studio. A shout-out to our boy, Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rockin' music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you.
recording. So whenever you guys want to do what you do. All right. Cool. That doesn't sound disgruntled at all. I guess we can do Eve. Yeah, fine. Um, Mike and I talked about this earlier. Obviously, Garrett wasn't there. <laughs> no. <laughs> no.